everybody. Welcome back to Backstage Banter. I haven't actually used the title of our podcast in a while. Hello. Um, yeah, I forgot we had a title to our podcast. Oh, yeah. So I have to tell you, I don't know if my latest YouTube video, I talked about us because I've started a series where I'll like deconstruct ballet. And I just deconstructed Marinella Nunez's Black Swan and the Coda. And at the Royal Ballet, he comes running on and he starts the fortes right after her. I was very impressed. Yeah, as he should. There was no pause. And I mentioned us. I was like, if you've watched or if you've listened. so uh, Let's be clear. In any ballet, in any coda ballet that you're doing a paw, a variation coda, like one that's already too much dancing of the same people that I ever want to see in my life from a dancer. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so on top of that, then. I'm already drifting away from whatever storyline there might be, if there's a storyline or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm already drifting. And then you go and add that trailer trash pause in there when I'm in the coda and I'm maybe back into it, slightly invested. And then you say pause. Uh-huh. What am I clapping for? Yeah. I'm not impressed by a little top. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If someone's spinning around for Jesus and it looks like a f- saucer in the sky <laughs> holding on, like, I don't want that. Like, take out half those and just make it look nice. Also, the music's revved up and going and you're just like, yeah, 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 you're invested. And then a dead pause. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. So the Royal Ballet does it properly. So I was very happy to see that. It's like, thank you, Royal Ballet. I actually think like those grand pas, Padada's like, just do the paw on the coda. We don't need to see the solo. Just do the right? paw on the coda. We don't need solos. It's fine. I'd be happier as a dancer if I didn't have to do the solo. Yeah, no, I would be fine without the variation. Because mm-hmm. like no one, I don't like one watching one person dance. It's not my thing. I know some people love it, but I'm not a trickster. I'm not impressed by tricks. Like, it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. So I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I want to see everything. No, I saw that video and I was like, (laughs) that's funny. You're deconstructing Black Swan right now. Yeah. (laughs) It just popped into my head. Well, I love her. And I was like, I have to. Yeah. And people are loving it. So I'm going to keep it up. Oh, and it's probably fun to do. Like. Mm -hmm. It's very easy edit for me too. I just sit there and talk. I don't have to like dance or come up with combinations. Oh yeah, it's like the when the people do like the react to video situations. Mm-hmm. So how are you? What's new? Nothing's new. I talked about our pod in my therapy session today, so that happened. Oh um, yay! Because part of for me, I need to be productive which helps my depression mm-hmm. and so i was like we were talking about things like i'm now that i'm on layoff and not working it's really easy not to be productive mm-hmm. and so i was like going through things i'm doing right now to like keep myself feeling productive mm-hmm. um and then this was one of them and Aww. then he's like oh and i was like trying to explain i'm like yeah it's like it's not something we actually need, but we have it. It's fun and pl- and pleasant. Like, I'll do anything for a dollar, but I'm still waiting for that dollar. And then he was telling me his wife does a podcast and she gets her sponsorship through Spotify. Oh, well, we're on Spotify. Yeah, she like went on and like registered or something, whatever. And then they like give her the promotion, the ad. 
Mm. And then she records it. It gets approved. And then that's why all the BetterHelp ads, which I would happily do because I'm a, I use BetterHelp and like all the like HelloFresh ads all sound the same. Oh, well, I'll register us. Or something. I, so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, my friend Katie, like this is her empire she's dealing with. I was like, I'll tell her about it and we'll investigate. So yeah. I don't know. I'll do some more investigating about this. But yeah, okay. she said, he said that she gets, like they they literally just got it from mm. via through streaming through Spotify. Nice. Okay. And then every time it like is streamed or whatever, because he was like, how many streams or whatever? I was like, I don't know, like 30,000, like not that much. Yeah. And he's like, that's significant. And I was like, Oh, okay. Whatever. I can look, but, see what we have. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. So, and he was, he said most podcasts don't last past eight episodes or eight podcasts. Oh, well, look at and us. I was like, then. We're way past that. We are like solid. We are on episode 23. This is 24. And let's see our analytics. We have had, oh, we've had almost 60,000 downloads. Oh. Mm hmm. Okay. Wait, <laughs> what's our most streamed or downloaded um episode? Episode. Okay, let's see. The first one. I think cuz people were excited and then Strugglers of Life and then We Hate Solos. <laughs> Which we just brought up again. Yeah, it's Wedding Week had a lot. Um okay. I just I just but they're all kind of up there. So Intriguing. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Okay, okay. I mean, maybe we have a uh, committed fan base on this, or yeah, we have like fifty. It's fifty six thousand downloads, almost fifty seven. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it for something that like we do on the fly that we make zero zero cents for zero. It's just so all of I our know. listeners know we haven't made a dime on this. We do it because we are having fun. <laughs> I know, and I feel, and that's why, like, my mom, and my sister, were like Sean can you edit these for her? Like she does so much. And I was like, I offered it's okay. to try and learn. I don't know if she would trust me editing them. I would. I totally would. It would be intriguing to see the difference or hear the difference between like a Sean edited version and a, and a, and a Katie edited version. And like what the vibe would be because you can change everything through editing of what it appears to be or sounds like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, maybe we should do that one time. We should record an episode and we should both edit it and then listen to the other person's edit. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> then we can approve them first mm -hmm. and then we can re we can release them as like a two-part series. Yeah. So we oh, can make a double weeker, like one on Monday and like one on Thursday of the <laughs> same episode, different edits. I love it. That's so fun. I like that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to learn. <laughs> I'll show you. It's not hard. The audios are two different tracks and you just line them up at the start and then it'll it'll line. It's pretty easy. And then you just cut out On what, what program? You're doing. I use my final I use my video editing program, but Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you just download it as audio only. Oh, I can I have that then on my computer. I can do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Super easy. How do you insert like all my cursing bleeps? I downloaded a um you downloaded a, a sensor track. packet? No, it's just a track. Oh, okay. It's called the like bleep or something. Sensor bleep. MP3. It's just an MP3 little thing. And so oh, I'll just okay, insert okay. <laughs> the one that makes someone think that their car's <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, perfect. we should release perfect. 
the two edited versions and see what happens. I would be so intrigued to hear the difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like thinking about it right now. I'm like, what would I leave in? What would I cut out? Or like, I feel like mine might be more more edited than what you would do. Probably. I get I would get worried and I'd be like, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> or it'd be like a free reign and it's like, we can't release this. Like yeah. you left everyone's name in. Everything is like, yeah, no. I, I'm going to have one or the other. Love it. What topic do you want to start with for this week? Do we, do we want to go to our little backstage uh, book club kind of thing? Do we want to do any written in stories first? Do we want to talk about what's happening in our lives or what we've done this week? There was something I wanted. I literally tried to make myself remember to bring up and now I can't think of it. Mm. We have a question from somebody written in, but this is from a little while ago, but I can still read. It's from February. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. What, okay. What's the question? About It's about being a character on stage. I've only ever been in local amateur theater, high school shows, singing or musicals and twinkle toe dance school concerts, but acting in the dramatic arts used to actually be my escape. Admittedly unhealthy and avoidant, I relish being able to be literally anyone else other than myself inside my own head. It was a chance to get away from whatever was troubling me at the time. It helped mm -hmm. me to really become the character and not just act the way they would, but actually be the physical manifestation of them on stage. I just wondered if it's ever been that intense for either Sean or Katie to get into character and it, if it has ever helped them in the same way, like getting into a character. Well, I'm not surprised by that because I think that's a lot more common than what you would think. Mm -hmm. Also, if you've noticed, or I'm like, you hear things in interviews and stuff of like other actors and everything, they're more of a shy, reserved person in mm -hmm. real life or they're quiet or whatever, but then they're very emotional because it's like a way that that person can tap into those in that safe space or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I mean, I tapped into like personal stuff um, mm -hmm. on stage during West Side Story when I was doing that during the Anita rape scene. Mm. I did not know that scene existed. Okay, so I'm trailer trash, as we know. I had never seen West Side Story before I did the Broadway show. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch the movie as a kid once, and I turned it off literally two minutes into the prologue because it was boring and I still viewed the show boring to watch but I remember I found out that was happening and then I remember in the rehearsal process when we were learning it like I got very scared about mm. it because I had people close to me sexually assaulted mm. and I did not trust um, our stager our director to handle the room properly because he wanted everyone to be like method because he was method which i don't really fully agree with because it was crazy and mm. he said terrible things it was just not good so i got very worried about that but i i do remember i did speak up i said something and then during that scene we were supposed to be very active and i as i was diesel and riffs undersized so when i was diesel i played it as like the quiet strong stoic situation mm -hmm. like just the enforcer yeah. So during that scene, I would, I zoned out and I went somewhere else. Yeah. And then like during the actual like pinning down of Anita and like when little John's flown on top of her and everything, mm. I, I did not yell. I did not shout. I did not participate. I even said, I cannot say these. I, I, I can't. 
Yeah. But then in right afterwards, when we're all like in our semicircle after the activity or whatever, I do remember bawling. Oh, like just crying. Like mm. other people are crying and everything. Like our action was like, he was really in it. And I just remember having to check in to be like, how did I feel when I learned about close people's experiences? And it was a way to um, kind of address it internally, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or get some kind of like release to it. So it wasn't just like something I held in because I not something you talk about. I just said it publicly, I guess, but it's not something like you bring up in conversation or like work through. Right. And to be clear, like I was not, it was not me. It was people that were close to me. And I just remember, yeah, I remember like just crying, standing there head down more like when Anita's yelling at us afterwards mm-hmm. and just being like, I wish the people that were close to me that had that, had that opportunity to speak up and fight back and put people in their place for that action. Yeah. So it was yeah. a way to kind of like create some form of closure of just, cause I just felt hopeless knowing that happened to them and I couldn't help them ever. Yeah. But at least like that scene helped, like that was a way to add closure to it at least so I could go about it. That's the only like real time. I mean, I, I can cry on cue anytime. That's easy to dig into things that are emotionally hard, but. Oh yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the great things about being on stage and being a character is you can get into stuff. I remember like when I was in the shows that I was in it for Juliet, because for Juliet, I was either totally in it or not in it at all. Like, I remember there were some shows that I was like, who's in the wing and what's happening and who's in the audience? And are my parents here? What row are my parents? I don't know if I can see that. Oh, my mom has her binoculars. There she is. Like, it's just mm-hmm. that. Or there were some shows where you're so in it. You're so in the character. Um, it, it's especially with Juliet, the full length, you get to work through a lot of stuff. You get to mm-hmm. be the young kid. You get to be in love. You get to be. You know, even with her pain and angst, even if it's not the same pain and angst, you get to kind of go through stuff. Um, And then, of course, bringing it back to Black Swan, me and the last week talking about me being a goody two shoes. um, I got to be the bad girl when I was Black Swan. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a fun time when you're being the evil girl and the the vamp essentially when I would, th- there were looks that I threw Seth Orza that I would never do. <laughs> like, like, you know, so it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I've never done it. I mean, I guess I, I've never tapped in like how she explained it as much, but I'm sure tons of people do. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, I had that experience with Westside just to put closure on, on an incident, but, but yeah, no, no I mean, it's funny because I remember growing up, when I was little in kindergarten, I convinced my best friend's mom that I was adopted and that my parents died in a car crash in Mexico. And my my parents, my mom and dad were not my parents. To the point that she brought it up to my mother and said, oh my gosh, you've done such a good job. I had no clue. Like Sean's a complete part of your family. And mom's like, what the f- are you talking about? <laughs> oh dear. Because I wanted my life at one point to be like a movie, a TV show. It was just much more interesting. All these characters had much more things going on and in depth. And so like, I have a very active imagination and I just, that's what I did to create this imaginative world that I shared so I could feel something different than just like the normal boring 
I'm going to go to kindergarten. I'm going to go home. Everything's peaceful because things are peaceful. And it was like, yeah, I remember that was bad. That was bad. That is bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I sold well, it, I guess. You, we, as, we, as we established last week, you commit. <laughs> you commit to things. Yes. <laughs> yes I, I still commit. can't get over that last week. I commit to my storytelling, which I guess that's why I'm good on stage. <laughs> There are screaming children in the hallway. I might have to go discipline some people in a second. Get it. Um, <laughs> Throw it down. I had to during my class. I was teaching and they were screaming in the hallway. So I opened the door and I was like, way too loud, guys. Way too loud. So. Anyway. I was yelled at many of times in the hallway. It's fine. Oh, yeah. You turn out great. And, yeah. and now I'm the one yelling at people to shut the f*** up. Yeah. I'm not good at, I have figured out through teaching, I am not good at disciplining. I am the teacher that they take advantage of, that I have a really hard time because I'm not very loud. Like I'm not, I don't project, I don't. So I have a, I struggle and let, you know, letting them walk all over me. So it's a bit of a challenge. Oh, I don't. I don't have time for that. It's, I get more tired teaching than I do dancing mm -hmm. by the end of the day like teaching like I'm exhausted because it's so much oh yeah then I could I can dance six hours and physically yeah sometimes whatever but like I just because I was also the kid I'm like if I don't want to be here I should just leave because it's not beneficial to anyone and I'm so like as if I'm teaching I'm the same thing I'm like y'all I don't I'm here we can work together or we can go our own ways and that's completely cool too and there's no harm no foul but don't waste anyone's time yeah I'm fully committed to teaching right now, so fully commit. Yeah. If I was half-assing it, then I'd just walk out. But, like, I'm committed for the hour and a half. You commit. If you don't want to, it's a no big deal. But then mm -hmm. I'm going to ignore, and I don't want to hear any bitching about it. See, I didn't think about it like that. And even Chris has said to me, he's like, you have to remember, you, you don't need them to like you. You're there to teach them. You're there to – you're not there to be their friend, you know. You're there to yeah. – give them training. And so if they're not respecting you, say something. So, but it's a struggle for me, which is why I think I do so well with adults because I don't have to discipline. I literally just go, I teach, whatever. I struggle with the kids because I'm not good at disciplining, which doesn't bode well for me being a future parent eventually. I'm not pregnant people. I'm just saying. That is <laughs> like completely different. Parenting yeah. and school teaching are completely different. That's true. That's true. Like. You can't even compare. I mean, I have a sister that is a teacher, like a like a special ed teacher who wow. has taught like self-contained. She has taught all over the different spectrums of what she's covering. Like she can diagnose a kid with different da 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 da, -da and write IEPs. Like just completely, it's completely different. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Teaching and, and parenting are, are, I wouldn't compare them and I wouldn't. Because okay. there are some great teachers that are like space cadet parents. Oh, okay. Right? And there are the yeah. space cadet parents that are like kids are drawing on the walls or like, I mean, I have no filter, but like, but then they are like the hard strict teacher. And I'm like, wait a minute. The math's not mathing here. But yeah, so not the same. Completely different thing. But anyway, going back to that question, that was a lovely question. Thank you. I think she wanted to remain anonymous, so I'm going to keep her anonymous. But yes, that was, that's a great question. Yeah, no. Keep writing them in, y'all. That was a very deep question. Mm-hmm. And we got deep real fast. I mean, we do that sometimes on this pod. Once we, we get swapped to the Wicked books, 
we're going to get deep because I got to the parts now that are like, oh, the characters. Yeah. So where are you now? Um. Okay. So we're now we're swapping over to backstage banter's little book corner. Yes, book corner. So if you are following along or this is the first episode you're listening listening to, hi, welcome. But we, Sean and I are reading the Wicked book because we are excited for the movie. So yes. That's, that's yes. what we're talking about. I'm in the Galinda chapter. I'm actually at the end of the Galinda chapter. I'm in the Charmed Circle, which is after Glinda now at this point. So it's oh. in the Glin. It's in the... Oh, so I'm like two chapters after Glinda. Galinda. So yes. I just got... She swapped over to Glinda now. Oh, see, I'm nowhere near that, actually. Okay. Yeah, no. So let's go back to the Galinda section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glinda's introduced. So now we're into the shiz musical, kind of. Kind like, of. We're in that world. We're now within the musical world. That's mm-hmm. a fair description, right? It's a fair description. Yes. What are your thoughts so far? I like it. I'm wanting them to get like she hasn't even at least for me. I'm at the part where Elfie and Glinda, Galinda are still figuring each other out. Like she put the hat on her, and then now they're at the poetry reading or something. That's where I am. So I don't know. I haven't read enough. They we just met Bach. Yes. So Bach has just been introduced. So I don't know. I haven't gotten enough to be musical yet. Same. So I'm still technically not even in the musical start point. Oh, okay. I mean, aspects of what we of what we read in the Glinda chapter are mm-hmm. put into the musical, but mm-hmm. those don't actually even line up with the t- So the musical timeline is like they did they puzzled Yes, seems like it. Which I completely understand. They're just trying to take moments to like pick and choose and, and describe. But what are your thoughts on this version of Madame Morrible? She seems almost harsher than the musical, I think. Because I don't remember her in the musical having a big stance on the animal thing. And yet she's already like shifty. She's very shifty. Yeah. But maybe she is in the musical too. I don't know. I mean, not like this. I mean, this is like a hard, it reads as, her be- she's a cruel person. Mm-hmm. Like she has cruel thoughts. She's a cruel person. Mm-hmm. She's the one that says animals should be seen and not, and not heard. heard. Yeah. Instead of being like anonymous, no one knows. Like it's directly from this high ranking figure. Mm-hmm. I also kind of hope they give us more. What I, we went right from Alphaba as a two year old to now her at Shiz. Mm-hmm. I want a little more backstory, I'm hoping. We do some flashbacks somewhere. I, we haven't even met Nessa yet. At least I haven't. Oh, I just met Nessa. Okay. By the time we meet Glinda and the time we meet Nessa, there's a full year difference. Oh, interesting. Because okay. Nessa's three years younger than Alfie. Mm. And they don't go to Shiz together, which makes sense if they're going to university. Like, Yeah. But that never even made clicked my mind in the musical when they show up to Shiz to, together. Together. The only thing I thought when I is that Alfie wasn't allowed to go to Shiz because yeah, green. Right. And she only is allowed to go because Nessa needs a caretaker. Right. So she is like late to the game. So mm-hmm. she's like the kid that gets held back in school kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's how I pictured the musical entrance of that situation. That she finally gets to go now that Nessa's going. Yeah. I literally almost text you today because so I've been I listen as I deal with our pool which looks amazing by the way I saw it on Instagram it's finally cleaned out and clear it took 48 hours I went from we went from a small swamp to now an actual swimming pool 
Yes. Thank you, YouTube, and saving over $1,000 on pool people. So I was like literally literally listening to it and I got past like the Glinda. Okay, also this version of Glinda, what are thoughts about this? She's almost not, at least where I am, I'm not as far as you are. She's not as mean as she is in the musical. No, I'm with you. It's a different, it's a def, it's a different um, tone. And she's actually a poorer girl trying to be a richer girl. Whereas in the musical, I feel like she is the rich kid. Yeah. She has, she comes from the family, but in the musical, and I mean, in the book, she's not, she's not like that. I'm intrigued to know how they do the setup now with Glinda because they casted all of Glinda's friends, Shin Shin and all those people are cast and they're going to be visible and they're strong named people that are like, so all these characters are cast and, and being used. This version of Glint of Galinda is like, it's almost like she is in, okay, so in Mean Girls, it's almost like how Caddy's pretending to like figure out what she needs to do to blend in kind of stuff. Like it almost has that kind of tone. Like she's trying to figure out what she can do to be associated with that her ancestry is higher up Mm -hmm. of the uplands. It does bring that up. So she's like trying to like, I don't know. She's like the middle class wants to be. Trying to be more than she is, or at least put on the persona. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the chick that like wears American Eagle when everyone's wearing Abercrombie. She's hoping like everyone thinks it looks the same and figure out how (laughs) she, she can go buy an Abercrombie shirt instead from like the early 2000s, you know? And everyone else is wearing Old Navy and she's in American Eagle or Hollister in the middle. She's at Hollister right above American Eagle, right below Abercrombie. There you go. But she wants the Abercrombie. True confession. I've never seen Mean Girls. (laughs) Have you seen the musical? No. Oh, okay. I hate the movie. I haven't seen either. Okay. I hate the movie. Okay. Hate's a strong word. I don't really care about the movie with Lindsay Lohan and everyone else. Yeah. Just not really my jam. Love the musical, mm. and I'm excited to see the new movie that they're making of the musical. Oh, they're making a movie. Yeah, with Tina Fey is still overseeing it all, and she's reprising her role as the teacher. They're using the replacement Regina George, um, the one that replaced Taylor Lott, uh, the original Regina on Broadway. She is um, being Regina George in the movie. Nice. So she's gonna be belting her little face off, and I can't wait. And then the principal's the same. He's reprising his role. Hmm. And I don't really know about anyone else in the cast off the top of my head. But it looks very pleasant. I'm I'm excited. Nice. I'll have to see um, that then. Yeah, no, it would be good. I think it's gonna be like on Netflix or something. So I have one more wicked question going back to the book for you. At least where I am when Bach introduced himself, he seems more self-assured than the Bach in the musical. I don't know. I haven't read the chapter yet. Maybe I'll oh, be yeah. wrong. No, no. This Bach version is much different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the musical, he's very like, hi, Miss Cohen. You know, and then this seems very like, hi, I'm Bach. How are you? You know. Yeah. There's tones of that later. I don't know if it's later on or if you haven't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. Of like, you can tell he's like head over heels and we'll, whatever. But but he like, I, like in the book, like, you know that he knows I don't know. Did you find out that he knows Alphaba from when they were young? Yes, that I knew. That that I found out. Yes. And I really do like that connection they have yes. because she's like, "How am I supposed to remember you?" Like I was little, whatever. And he was like, "How could I forget you?" Like, you're green. <laughs> yeah. You're green, and you were very strong, 
personality yeah. and as a child as well. And we grew up together. But it's funny. He doesn't know that he, she has a sister. Oh, I see. I didn't get there yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you a little bit farther then to see. But this Bach version, I like the history they have. I like how he's presented. I like how he's continually presented in the book as well. Mm. I'm very intrigued to see if this aspect of the relationship is going to be brought over into the movie in the extension, because there are very large and important scenes in the book that fit this version of that character that are, they've cut out for the musical mm. to, to create that musical Bach narrative. Got it. Also, Makes they sense. say he's short, which is weird because in the original script of the musical, um, and I only know this because of Stephanie J. Block talking about it on Sentimental Pod. If anyone likes Wicked, I recommend listening to Sentimental Men. It's very good. She was saying that like some of the original like fun, like because the, the musical used to be like almost double in length, like four hours. The original Oof. when she was the original Alphabet before Adina in all the workshops and everything. Mm. And she was saying that like they were like having to cut out a lot of stuff, but then like a lot of the, these random jokes weren't going to land, and these like things were. The whole like, Bach was supposed to be a very tall person in the musical because that was supposed to be the funny one-liners that he's a munchkin and very tall. Oh, interesting. Huh. And so I thought they were taking that from the book, that that was a thing. Mm, but it's not. No, they do talk about how any munchkin lander who has like high ranking or like high stature in that community does have height because they were bred from outside of Munchkinland. So it's like the whole, like every culture has a version that is looked upon as ideal and high, you know, and like mm -hmm. those get pushed forward. And it was like the height, of course, in Munchkinland, the height means you're better right. or whatever. You're well-bred. Yes. And so you mm -hmm. won't have like this, like Munchkin stigma. You can pass as a normal person. Yeah. So it, it was just weird for me to hear there. Like Glenda at one point says like, we can't date you're short or something, whatever. And I was like, wait, I thought the running joke was you're supposed to be really tall. They cut out because of it. Yeah. So I don't know. Huh. It's a good book. I'm enjoying it. I am too. When you get to Nessa, I want it. Nessa is not the same as the musical when we get there. And oh, literally my first thing when Nessa was described was to run and grab my phone and text you but i was literally in the middle of cleaning the pool i'm like i have to finish this activity oh. but it was like i was like what the f <laughs> so i want to know what you because it i mean i under there's there's an alteration i understand the alteration i want to know what you what when it when it hit like when you get there what i think because it it literally is going i think it's good i mean it literally changes everything Huh. I want to know. I want to know. Okay. I'll text you or I'll talk about it on here. Yeah, I'm excited. That's our book corner. For this time. Right? We're actually like, we're, we're using like, I don't know. English. It's like we're reading a book and we're discussing it. I feel very studious. Right? I feel like legitimate. Yeah. Like look <laughs> like, at us oh. talking about literature, even though it's not a classic book but it's fine who cares it's gonna be a classic it's gonna way. be a this, classic this story is a classic yes no i feel like we're a legitimate podcast when we talk about something like like oh <laughs> this is why we have a podcast we have yes. it for legitimate reasons yes. we're doing this it's not just like i like it mm -hmm. i like it mm -hmm. 
what was I going to say? Oh, about the movie. I guess, so I was doing, because uh, I have my algorithms all f***ed up on TikTok and Reels. It's like this. All wicked. It's all <laughs> wicked. And then it's all very far off, not wicked, random sh- Like, da 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 And then it's very eclectic at this point. <laughs> um, it's like, th- and then it, it's like wicked, very political out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. And like law-based. And then it's like randoms and whatever. There's an Oz historian <laughs> that I follow. <laughs> wow. An and Oz? I'm so intrigued. Yeah, she's an like Oz this like historian. Yeah, she's like this little cute like 30-year-old teacher. <laughs> I love it. I'll just send you her stuff. It's really cool. Um she's it's very knowledgeable. I love it. Um cuz I love the fun facts. I love yes. the fun facts. Yes. Um and she Sean's, was saying Sean's all about a fun fact, which we learned in our Disney blog. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. She was saying that it there actually is, from what she's looking at, there's a lot of high references to the 1930s movie visually mm. and every, to pull it more together because she's like, no, they're gonna. It looks like visually from like the sets, pictures and stuff. It's gonna help show that these are the same worlds that these two worlds actually are overlapping. Oh, more. from like the actual Wizard of Oz movie. Yeah, from the original and then that like. Like the Munchkin Land set that we see mm-hmm. looks like the 1930s version. Like it's yeah. very similar and everything and and stuff. So, um, because she was talking about Return to Oz, which is a Disney movie from the 80s, which is very oh, scary. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I think we need. To, I need to rewatch it. It's been forever, and I think you need to watch it because one, it's scary as. F- and I'm like, how is this a child's movie? Oh. And I just remember the Wheelers, like the evil persons, like uh hench people are these like wheelers that are very scary like what is that uh steam uh steampunk is that is that the right term for, for I think like so. that that mechanical industrial vibe look you know what i'm talking about like Atlantis. Yeah. yeah 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 that movie was brought up and she says yeah it's very odd they had ruby slippers in it because it's not in the right realm because returned odds is in the l frank bomb world which is very different and because the 1930s movie is actually a combination of a couple of the books in one. It's not just the Wizard of Oz. They added other aspects to it. Right. Because isn't her sh- her shoes are silver in the book or something? Yes, they're silver. And there's uh, Glinda is actually a combination of two characters of the South and the North, which how it lines up is she's supposed to meet one of the witches in the beginning and one of the witches at the end. Otherwise, right now, there is a, a small plot hole Glinda is sending them to the wizard, but technically Glinda knows the wizard's a fraud because of like Glinda experienced it via, we know that through Wicked because it's mm. technically supposed to be the other witch that's supposed to send Dorothy to whatever. It, so there there are little plot holes, whatever, here or there. Thank you, Oz Historian. Nice. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see the visual aspects. It looks, she's like, they must have licensed the ruby slippers because she i guess there's word on the street the ruby slippers are going to are going to happen as rubies like flat out ruby slippers hmm. not like how wicked does it so they don't get hit with legal issues yeah because in return to oz there's she's like the biggest thing is there's she's like they threw in these ruby slippers which aren't even in that era not in that realm and it's very confusing but disney licensed them for that movie just to have a uh, marketing recognition Mm, but it. they don't make sense in the whatever but i guess for this because they do 
Um, the musical does it in a way that they can do it without having to license them because they never call them the ruby slippers. They're jewel oh, shoes. And they use it. a red light on them when her feet, like, when for, because the spell makes them so hot. So they're oh. not ruby slippers. So there's no, because the ruby slippers are made up for that 1930s movies. Oh. And it was literally just because they wanted to show the technicolor aspect. Oh, better. got it. Yeah, because most people know it as ruby slippers. Like, yeah. Hmm. But they're not a thing. But it sounds like they're wicked is now licensed to have them in this version of some sort officially. Hmm. Word on the street. It's not official because no one knows, but word on the street is that's what's happening. So we're intrigued to see if they do do it that way or they keep it as the silver jeweled shoes and then allude to ruby slippers like the musical does. Hmm. I mean, this budget, it's not like that would be that expense. Like that, that to license those, that'd be like a drop in the hat for them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Budget. This budget, I'm sure, is humongous. Yeah. I, I'll send you the Oz Historian link. Do you want the her Instagram real one or the TikTok one? Instagram. I barely get on TikTok. Everybody's like, you need to do TikTok. I'm like, I don't. Same. I have an account. I barely have any fault. Like, I... I don't know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. TikTok is more work. I can't handle it. Plus, I feel like TikTok is not me. I feel like my content is not TikTok because TikTok is like, I don't know. I don't feel like my content is TikTok. Although our little video did pretty well on there, but (laughs) I put us on there. (laughs) No, I saw that. Trust me. I I saw because no, TikTok Uh... to me is just like whatever you put on like your stories or your reels, you just put on TikTok. I know that's what I need to start doing, but I'm just not. I mean, I have like 90,000 people on Instagram and like 3,000 on TikTok. So where am I going to post? You know, like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. The algorithms are different. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. But um, I'll send you the link for her because it's very intriguing. I might have once sat for a couple hours and scrolled from the first video to the close current one to hmm. learn about so much stuff. I love it. I got on a deep dive on Instagram of the coronation. That's what I got. On a deep dive. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I got on a deep dive. Um, yeah. Thoughts, feelings? I want to know because I'm this was like a, a whatever thing to me. I thought the kids were adorable. I thought it, you know, I, I've always been an Anglophile. I love all of that. Um, I love it, you know, the thought of it. However, I was watching it going, it's 2023 and we're still doing all of this I don't even know how to feel about it I'm like literally horses and the the pomp and circumstance in this day and age it almost seems like out of place in a way like it's very strange to me I love looking at everything I I do love Kate Middleton but I just it's it's kind of odd and it just hit me the other day right yeah because we were alive with Princess Diana's well I didn't watch her wedding, mm-hmm. but I remember watching the funeral yes. and then re-watching the wedding during that and everything else. And it was this grand similar thing. And to me, it like all just made sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had the same. I was like, hmm, this seems weird. Yeah, it's it seems very like, is this 2023 or are we back in the 1800s? Like, it's very interesting to me. I don't know how to feel because on one part of me is like, oh, I love this. And the other part of me is like, do I like this? This is odd. Is it because he's a wet blanket? Is that why? Because the <laughs> queen was 
The queen no, was I'm so, serious. yeah. Yeah, maybe. The queen was the queen. Like, she had, like, a presence. Even, yes. like, standing, like, when she was, like, stoic, it was, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. But for him, all the memes that have come out about <laughs> when he's, like, walking with the scepter and the crown or just, like, <laughs> sitting there like this, like. Yeah, like, it, it seems very out of place to me. Right? Like, very out of place. And then, and then the fact that it's Camilla as queen, but she's supposed to be queen consort or something allegedly, but she's queen. Like, and then That's... I heard that Prince Anne like went at her at dinner about it, and like, you mean the queen consort because like you're not the queen because you're married in and mistress. I don't know. I want to know if we have any British listeners. Why was Camilla also crowned, and why wasn't Philip crowned? back in 1950 whatever like why why were there two people being crowned this time was that a choice was that because we now have a king or was it it was it charles's decision like why why was queen elizabeth only crowned by herself and this time we had two i'm very curious if we have any anglo people let me know yeah i don't know and then there was rumor or like uh, leaks or something about like there was a fight about if people are going to wear tiaras or not tiaras because like, and then Kate shows up with that jeweled headband of like, if you don't call that a tiara, I don't know what a tiara is. That's a tiara. I think if you looked at it closely, it was stitched. I don't know if it actually had hard jewels on it. I don't know. It looked like it was more of a fabric situation. Okay. From what I could tell. I was like, that's Kate saying like, yeah, no tiaras. Perfect. <laughs> here's my casual headband (laughs) i did like that charlotte wore a matching one yeah that was very cute the other thing i want to say this is me kate middleton's beautiful dress underneath that cape thing the the dress was an alexander mcqueen which lord knows how much those cost and we didn't even see it no she wore her cape and her sash and everything and like you could see that it was like jeweled encrusted sleeves and the hem but i was like i want to see the dress that <laughs> you're wearing alexander mcqueen please take off your royal robes i'd like to see the actual dress please <laughs> they said that uh charles's crown was newer and by newer they it was like early 1900 like the mm. 20s or 30s i'm like oh yeah so new <laughs> <laughs> so new but yeah i want to know why they were both crowned yeah, That's, and is she know. going? Is she going as queen or queen consort? That's see, I don't know. I think she will now be Queen Camilla, but I think you call her Queen Camilla even if she is queen consort, because like Queen Mary forever was the wife of the king. So I don't know. Someone clarify this for us, please. But because she's a second wife and not the first one, is there a difference? Oh, I don't know. Because she's because like. Diana was is the mother of the heirs. Right. She's the first original, you know, so yeah. wife. So she would have been, that's why she was like Princess Diana. That's why she was princess. Right. Camilla wasn't ever princess, was she? No. So that's why I'm like, is there a difference because she's the second? Maybe. Because it used to be that kings couldn't get divorced because that's why Elizabeth's father Queen Elizabeth's father became king because his brother abdicated to marry Wallace Simpson, who was a divorcee. They couldn't get divorced and they couldn't marry a divorced woman. So all that changed. And so I don't know. 
Didn't that change when King Henry VIII was chopping off wives' heads like left and right? Like back. I guess I mean, they can get divorced, but they can't marry a divorced woman, I should say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why not... he abdicated. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not Catholic anymore, are they? No, they're their own no. religion. No, they like, the they haven't been church. Catholic since Henry VIII. That King was Henry the whole VIII. thing. Yeah, he made his own mm-hmm. to marry Anne Boleyn. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And then kept on chopping off heads. Yep, pretty much. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I that's why I was like, because yeah. allegedly there's that story. Anne told, corrected her at dinner and said, "You're queen consort, not queen." But everyone said queen uh, when they were doing the thing thingamajigger. So I don't know. Is it just people being ignorant like we are and saying there's calling her queen for no, you know? I don't know. Because also technically, that was Diana technically princess? Or we, did everyone just call her princess Diana because she was the princess, the people's princess? Um, I think, well, it's like Kate. She's not, she is now princess of Wales because William is now prince of Wales. But at one point... He was Prince William, but when she married him, she didn't become princess. She was just duchess. Now they're both the Prince and Princess of Wales because the title was given to them. I think. Yeah. Again, we're Americans talking about this. Please, someone help us out. (laughs) Do you know they don't have last names on their birth certificates? I thought it was Windsor. When the kids are born, they don't have last names on their birth certificates because they get different titles as things progress. Oh, they have like four crazy? names though. They, he's like William Arthur Philip somebody. Like he has like four names. Yeah. But there's no last name. There's because they it alters mm. depending on their standing. Interesting. So like little Charlotte and George or whatever the kids' names are, mm-hmm. they have like, I think they, I can't remember. I literally saw it on the thing that, the royal uh, royal historian was explaining it and they're like if you look there's nothing and hmm. they'll get this name added when they acquire it mm, interesting yeah i mean it makes sense if you're gonna constantly like, change yeah so they're just like because like henry and and william don't have the same last name i don't think right now no Mm-mm. so that means their kids will have different last names. yeah so mm-hmm. there's no last names on the birth certificates interesting it's a it's a weird situation that's a weird setup <laughs> see that's what that's why i'm i'm torn because it's i love it but at the same time it's 2023 so i don't know i don't know I, and today i was like on my little tiktok scrolling they were literally talking about it how like the large majority of the young population would rather have like what we have some kind of republic or democracy instead of having like an inherited birthright mm leadership mm-hmm. situation have a vote in and then an older person it was actually pierce morgan who i don't know if i like him or not whatever was saying like but they do so much and having the inherited birth like add some form of stability because then he used us as an example and he's like would you rather have like um a donald or then a boris because you know boris got voted in and was like bonkers over there and to the he had to quit because he was bonkers um He's like, but like they do so much. They add that stability or whatever. And they're doing this, this, and this, even though it looks a lot of it's for show, but it also adds some form of, you know, consistency because they're held to this standard. They're It's bred into the standard. But then uh, the young guy was like, yeah, but you're saying they barely do anything. And they're this figurehead that doesn't really matter. So like, why do we need them? But then Pierce was like, no, but they add this aspect to it though. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's that's very, true. It's, it's very, very strange. Intriguing. 
Let us know your thoughts. Write us in, please. Yeah, no. Well, I have to teach in 15, so we might as well talk something more balletic. Because we really haven't talked about anything ballet. <laughs> We're not a ballet pod. We're a performance podcast. <laughs> we are, and we talked about performances. We talked about that's true. That's true. We acting did acting and character. We talked about theater and art and mm-hmm. literature. That's okay. That's a very good point. We are a pod. We are a show podcast. And guess what? We can talk about whatever we want because our podcast is not yours. Yeah, that's so true. There, there you go. And yes, did I take that from Katia and Trixie Mattel, the drag queens? Yes, because their YouTube channel <laughs> literally says it's our show and not yours. Oh my gosh. Because they, they're like us and like they talk about whatever, which they're yeah. hilarious. I need to send you one of their videos recently. Yes, please. But they're like, that's, you know. So do you have any other like Sean stories of the week? Am I just here for comedic relief because I'm a f- show? <laughs> yes, you are. No. <laughs> okay. I mean. I have no I, stories. I have no I take my, re- my responsibilities very professionally and um, I commit. Uh, no, no stories. I'm going to become best friends with the pool, the pool uh, store though, because I've now been to it uh, twice in two days, oh. and I'm going to I'm going back tomorrow for our water test. <laughs> oh, that's good though. So today I set up our account. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so it was yeah. I was like, I walked in. It was like midday because I, you know, don't work, and it was like me and like two soccer dads in there, like or suburban people talking pool shit with the employees. I'm like, this is my new life. <laughs> well, I love how like when you post about stuff, you're like hashtag dad life or hashtag dad something. Or just dad things. Yeah. Dad things. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is what's happening? I'm just out here cleaning the pool, making <laughs> but I will say YouTube, oh my God, saved us. I watched a YouTube video of a guy showing how to switch your pool from a green swamp to a clear pool in 48 hours. I took notes and it worked. Wow. Start to finish. Wow. Did you build the pool yourself? No. Oh. Yeah. Paul hired someone. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was they like. They came with like backhoes and shit and like made that steel box themselves. Okay, because I was looking at it going, did you build that? <laughs> no, no. Well, you're, also, you're handy with things. Barely. I'm handy enough to get by, but okay. not like, and the filter systems and everything. I have no clue. Even now, I only know what I was told to do. Mm. So if anything happens, that is not a situation I was schooled on, as in when this happens, you do this and this do that. I'm and they okay. literally said, if you do something wrong, you're going to break this. And that's a few grand for that filter system. So as long as it stays within this, this, or this, we're okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought you built it. <laughs> I thought you built the pool. If I could build pools, I would just quit ballet and do that because you would make so much. That's true. They're so in demand, like, especially right now. Like ours was, we waited a year for our date just to have it put in. And we only got it a year after we like did it all because they had a random um, delay because the supply chain delay originally on the fiberglass pools. So they swapped over because ours is a, a, it's a vinyl line steel 
pool. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like instead of it, like, because pouring concrete's really expensive. So like what you're used to, like the concrete, the tile pools, like that's real, real expensive to put in. Also, because we have our power uh, power lines over the alley, mm. they literally like dig it out and then they weld it together in place, like with steel walls and plates to create the pool. Oh, so like ours is a rectangle, but then we have the custom uh, slant and then the tanning ledge and then the two stairs. Like we have like the SeaWorld slide out, like with the whales slide out on like, mm-hmm. the six inches of water for six feet. So you can just like sit up to your waist and like eat and drink in the pool as you relax. And then, so, like, they put it all together, and then they take this, like, liner inside that goes against the steel. Got it. it. Okay. It feels like Marley. It feels like it's a Marley pool kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. um, It's a little bit cheaper. So, that's why we got ours early, because of the supply chain. Oh. So, the company is like, oh, we had to put all our fiberglass ones. Because the fiberglass ones come, like, a shell, like how you picture, like, a hot tub. Yeah. And they place them into the ground. With like the big crane, but because we couldn't crane it in, we had to do the build the block version. Mm. So yeah, no, we did not build it. They did do it though in seven days. I was very impressed. From wow. Start to finish, seven days. That's impressive. Yeah. And then it just sat from October until now. That's why you had to take it from the swamp to, got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay. And because we didn't put like, we had like the cover over it, but our cover was like white trash. We we used like the five gallon buckets to hold it in. And we have a like safety walkable cover, like a mm. cover that stretches tight, you know, like what you see. So it's completely flat. And like if some, if a kid runs on it or an animal, it would hold them up. Mm. But Got we it. hadn't bolted it in around to do that yet. So it was just like sitting. So it's kind of in the water. So we had like all this plant life. Plus, we still had, like, dirt and stuff in there from the building of the pool when they were doing it because all our grass got torn out. So it was just, like, a dirt landscape and a pool in the middle. Oh. <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. So it was, it, yeah, the swamp was real. And we literally took off the cover when we were, like, clean, like doing the backyard the other day, like, a week or two ago when it was, like, nice weather. And mm. for the first time, I was like, oh, this smells like a <laughs> pond. <laughs> Oh, but not not now. Now it's great. Now it's good. Mm. Yeah, ours was we got we do have a pool guy. He does Chris's parents pool too. He's really, really, really cheap. And he once once a week, once two weeks comes, does it. I guess we're in California, so it doesn't get as bad. But yeah, it's been nice. because no. I'm like, I don't know. You should just do it. it. Have him come once a month and you guys should do like the weekly check. It's really easy. Oh, he's only 80 bucks a month. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. So Does he come I, and like vacuum and clean the pool and stuff? It's too? like crystal clear. So I uh, don't, I don't. Okay. The vacuuming would probably be worth it because I will say now vacuuming the pool is miserable. We have the thing that stays in it that just kind of does its thing. Oh, the robot one? I think so. I think, yeah. We have some contraption in there. I don't know what it is. We haven't uh, used yeah, our no. pool yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's still it's not summer yet in california it's just starting to be summer we're we're getting into the 70s we're getting there yeah and you know me and sun i don't do well with sun so yeah no we can't have the robot because of our we have like the stairs like we have to move it around too much also paul's like well you can vacuum it (laughs) you're like thank you so much (laughs) like i can do that i can do that i can i can do this 
I can do that. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, vacuuming the pool is the most miserable experience. I decided because it's just, it's like working half the time, and then all of a sudden the filter needs to be clean so like it stops suctioning up. But I don't know what's not suctioning up, so I'm sure I've done a whole fourth of the pool with no activity, not knowing. And then I like notice I'm like, hmm, still looks uh, like there's soot at the bottom. And then I'm like, oh, that. Then I have to like restart the filter and flush it out, and then. So the vacuum the pool is so far my least favorite activity. Well, on that note, I have to go teach. So this was a very eclectic episode. <laughs> We're eclectic people. Yeah. We are going to have some more guests on, though. Yes. We'll make a list, and then we'll figure out schedules for people. So, like, reach out to whoever, and then we'll see who what your people's schedules are like. Because I think we might have to adjust the time for some people. That's fine. I figured. Um. So, yeah. I got days. Literally, uh... Phantom stressor. He said he would do it. He's all for it. So then we should ask Jock. We still need it. We should ask Jock. Yes, please. And then we should have Chasen. Chase, right? I said his mm-hmm. name right. Chasen. Mm-hmm. And David, your old, your I need good to old have SAB David. friend, David. Yes. Okay. That would be fun. It would be so fun. Because you guys had how many years at SAB together first? Two. Just one. Two, well, and then he might have only been there one year while I was there because I remember getting my apprenticeship with him and the New York Times followed the two of us around from the day we got our apprenticeships to the end of the following season. It was like a year long thing that they followed us around and then did an article on us. They wasted a year for an article. <laughs> it was probably six months. Yeah, it went from our, our getting our apprenticeships to our summer to fall season to Nutcracker. That is commitment for an article. Which that article is still online, by the way. If you Google <gasps> Catherine really? Morgan, David Protus, it's still there. Yep. Hang on. Catherine Morgan, David Protus, New York Times. Because that's like a TV series commitment to me. City Ballet Apprentices. There it is. I'll link it in the show notes. I will Do link it. it in the show notes. I was 18 when it was written. Yep, Catherine but, Morgan, eighteen of Mobile, Alabama. Yep, and they you followed go. you for every day, six months. Yeah, well, not not every day, but like over okay. the course of six months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a that's like a TV series commitment for them mm-hmm. to do, like yeah. episode, like. And yep. it was only one article, not like continual articles throughout. It was a lot, but look, it like in this article, it's like June seventh, June fifteenth, um, June this, October this date, November twenty fourth, this date. It was like a whole series what was it like for like a special thing like or they just well i guess new york city ballet in new york is like it was for the times yeah oh that's so cool but yeah go look it up i'll link it in the show notes for everybody and on that note i gotta run oh yeah bye 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 y'all bye (laughs) bye